0: So we're back one week later. Uh, Just a quick one this time. Going to catch up with all the current affairs and what have you after last week's bumper Caledonian uprising recap um, that the guys put together for you. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, And tonight, I am joined by Mike Collins. Hello. Hello, Alex. Uh, Adam Ryland. Right there. And uh, James Ramsey. Hi. Good evening. Um, So, how are you guys been doing this week? All good.
1: All good, mate. All good on the western front.
0: Uh, I had a chance to to look at much this week. Um, there's a few things that are out and about. I saw a lovely photograph of a blurry new Bloodthirster, which I think's for uh, fantasy. Ooh. But uh, there's rumours of a of a corn forty k supplement, which I think is much needed. Yeah,
2: it it looks beautiful. Mm. It, it actually looks better than the Ford one, I think
0: well how old is that that's that's probably about 10 years old now isn't it the forged old one
2: yeah, one of the first cold, things yeah.
0: they, one of the first things they did I've still got one in my loft unassembled um, in the box which I bought actually when it came out and haven't touched since um, but yeah it looks uh, the new one looks pretty awesome I heard it's a multi-kit as well uh, so that should be quite interesting I hope it'll so. definitely it'll fit
3: into the uh, the correct size as well like similar size to the, to the big things nowadays yeah old, that's right so small
2: I just hope they. So I just hope they make the stats uh, do justice to the model.
1: Power creep. Yeah, that's just to be. But yeah, you'd like it to be able to kill a tank, wouldn't you? Yeah, it'd be nice yeah, to get sort it
0: would of. Would like be nice. A, or or to survive a turn of shooting would be nice as well. That's the more important thing. Um, yeah, it certainly, uh, certainly looks looks lovely as do most of the new new big things that they've been making recently. Um, <laughs> And it uh, be nice to get some, some sort of viable, assaulty type chaos stuff that doesn't rely on six million stacked saves and, and the like to get into combat, which is obviously a big problem uh, for for corn in general. Um, so, yeah, it'd be cool if they get that sort of stuff sorted out. Um, and possibly working on some of the other great demons as well, because obviously they need updates also.
2: Well, the, so, the rumor I... was that they've, they've all been done years ago
0: yeah well speaking of rumours of things that have been done years ago um, we saw the uh, Eldar jet (laughs) we saw the Eldar (laughs) jet bikes um, uh, that had been sculpted by Jez Goodwin some seven or eight years ago um, and they appear to have turned up in the form of these new Harlequins this Harlequin release is quite interesting for me because I've just seen the Necron book came out and they got all of I think was it one new model
1: they got. Did they get that? Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they got, got a new Lord Overlord. The Lord, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, um, one clan pack Overlord, and um, these Harley's. Are, it appears they're getting about six releases for what is, I presume, going to be a supplementary book. So that's quite interesting.
3: Um, yeah, it's going to be like a Militarium Tempestus kind of book, I think. Yeah, yeah. A couple of uh, formations, units, and then the yeah. artifacts.
0: Very interested to see what the the artifacts, the relics are that they have access to, because I think they'll probably make or break um, a lot of this stuff. Uh, have you guys had a chance to look at any of the um, any of the rules for these things?
3: Just rules,
0: yeah. A just with
3: my mind reading the uh, the bikes and the this, and the guys, the the, the the normal Harlequins, and obviously Solitaire. They're all all their rules are pretty much out now, aren't they? So they're all okay, I think. But, yeah, as you're saying, I think artifacts will make or break it and some of the, uh, uh, you know, some of the combinations with other things that come out. Like uh, we saw the, the Tyranid stuff didn't look that good until some of the stuff came out at the end. So I will have to wait and see. What
2: and was the a transport uh, as well, isn't there, to come? Yeah, yeah.
1: what was the final uh, stat line on that transport? Because I've seen lots of things, you know, like Haywire, um, Shurikon. Bikes, I mean. Yeah, are they are they, uh, yeah. they. Do you mean the two man jet
0: bikes? Because obviously yeah, there's, there's a transport
1: so. that is coming out next week that we haven't actually seen the stats for yet. I don't and that's know. a multi kit, isn't it? Going back to that transport, isn't that like a transport as well as a gunboat or something? Well, um, some
3: rumor, we
0: don't know. I've got some rumor. I'm just trying to find the page in the White Dwarf
3: with the rules in at the moment. the The Harlequin bikes are like they're just they're two wound toughness four we bikes. Go. Uh, with like three attacks each they're okay they're quite they're quite pricey though
0: <laughs> um, yeah done? 50 and points a piece
3: uh, um. and they lost the 3 up save which I think I would suspect Eldar jet bikes will go down to 4 plus save normally because I think it's a little bit silly like, that always struck me as weird that L jet bikes are 3 up saves yeah um, and That's space screen okay. bikers are like 3 up saves if there were four up saves, jet bikes would still be fine other their points. Would still be mm-hmm. worth their points.
1: Well, guardians are what five up save anyway. So guardian on jet bike, Ooh, plus two. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird. I never understood it. Um, so they get hit and run, which is cool,
0: but obviously it's not transferable yet. Um, they get, they can take haywire cannons, which is. Blast, twenty-four inch range blast with a hay fire, haywire rule. But I don't know what the upgrades of those. How many points is that?
3: They've got they've got star blast, which is like a yeah. They get shooting cannon basic. Which I think I'd probably just take the cannon. I don't think mm. five points for a blast. If they had like multi-shot haywire, that'd be quite cool. Be it's like not all bit...
0: No, it's heavy one
1: blast. Um, well, I suppose you yes. Yeah, that's what that I mean. mean.
3: Yeah, if, if it was. Not, if it was heavy, if it was, if it was, like, say, heavy 2, I'd take it. But if it's only a blast, it's not really...
0: Yeah, the single shot. The
3: BS4 anyway, so... Mm. Mm. It's, not, it's not really worth it.
0: The star bolus is range 12 strength, 6 AP2, assault 1, blast 1 use only, though. Um, so that's, I presume, yeah. what the guys at the back have swinging around.
3: Yeah, they come with that basic.
0: Yeah.
3: You can upgrade that to a spear... Um, is like plus one strength and AP two on the charge but it's, it's that star blast is quite interesting I quite like that that like you can uh, if three then maybe that's three strength six move three charge it's not too bad
0: Um, they've all got hollow suits so I presume that they'll therefore confer that five plus invulnerable to the model uh, yeah. and once once per game they can get a four plus invulnerable ooh yeah, from exciting.
2: shooting. Always nice to have a bonus. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: um. Or just jink. Yeah. Or oh, I could just jink it. <laughs>
3: yeah. So yeah, I think that the the two win of four guys. So for fifty points, it's a lot. A lot of mm. points. And I don't really see. Yeah, you can take that. six in a squad though, so that. Mm. Could be good. I and mean, there could yeah. be a possible. Could be a possible Death Star going, you know, a couple of farces in there, maybe. I don't know. Um, Because they've got hit and run basics, you don't have to waste any character slots trying to get there. Um,
2: You know what's going to happen happen with these? They're going to have a character who can go on a jet bike with hit and run, so you'll start seeing uh, the Farseer council, the Seer council all the time then.
0: Well, they've still got Possibly. the. Um, is it the high avatar? Is the is the the HQ for the Harlequins from the old book? They've still got that and the Death Jester to come. I've I've heard that there's a Death Jester model as yeah. well. Um And then of course you've got the, the Death um, Jester, and they've still got the transport as well. Which would be interesting to see. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. The, the transport will be interesting to see whether people can just fill that up with fire dragons which is I presume what people are going to want to do or fill them even fill them up with um, with banshees possibly
3: because I presume they're going to be open topped so yeah well the rumour looks like it looks like a Venom so I mm. wouldn't be surprised if it's a so Venom kind of model um, also be interesting to see what the psychers are like because if the psychers are any good they could be a possible ally as well uh, oh, especially right. if they get you know, a buffed version of their of their ram you know, the old thing that stopped people shooting at them, maybe if they get a, mm. a decent version of that, you never know, know, that could unlock some certain useful builds. Like invisibility or
0: Invisibility Light or something.
3: Anything. Yeah, anything other than Wave and Spam would be quite funny at the moment, because everyone's bored of Wave and Spam. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, at the moment, we're, I'm still in the same situation that we were, sort of, week two of the Nidla release, wherein... Um, I'm not really seeing anything that's better than what you can already take. But even then, you look at the NIDs, and we're like, "Oh yeah, no, they're really good yeah. now with the drop pods and whatever." And people are only taking three tyrants and um, mucolid spores anyway. So
3: I oh, know the pods. The pods are quite yeah. Pretty. People have pe- pe- people haven't had a chance though just to play a lot of games with these things. I think if you give it six months. I think you'll see these pods they're quite useful. Um, and yeah. the toxicron's okay as well. I don't think he's too bad. So, uh, yeah, but I agree with you like, the, the, at the moment the jet bikes and the harlequins and the solitaire and things seem a bit meh, like, they're mm. okay but they're very expensive and right now they don't really fit in Like with this, you know, like you play like a gun line and I don't see any how they get across the table at the moment but you never know what these things, how these things work together
0: It, it really seems if like they, Games Workshop want to put a premium price point on anything that's effective in assault, like without unintentional yeah. psychic combinations and USR combinations and stuff um, yeah
3: because like that star blast thing they've got which is okay you have to pay like 10 points to make it into a spear it's like really 60 points now for a two wound guy I mean yeah he's pretty hissy, but it's, what 60 points it's more than a wraith it's crazy um, I mean yeah he's got good stats but
0: and this still, still only strength 4 on the charge
3: um, yeah, they got furious charge. So they get strength five. Then, oh, they uh, do. You're
0: right. Sorry, if they so strength five when they charge eight two, which isn't still terrible strength
3: with strength five. It's three basic, isn't it? Those
0: guys, and they don't have any additional. So... Yeah, they've only got one. The 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 one weapon, haven't they, as well? So they're only getting four attacks on the charge. Yeah,
4: fifty points. Mm-hmm.
0: Not too sure, not too sure. But, as I said, we've still got a couple of weeks left of uh, releases, so we'll revisit them when everything's out and have another look at them and see uh, see how they all balance out, especially with formations and, and detachments and stuff being so important. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll have a look. Uh, speaking of which, um, have you guys had any chances? I mean, obviously, uh, James, I know you've done a bit of tinkering with your uh, conquering Caledonian list, but have you guys had any look at... Um, some of the Necron stuff that's out there, you know, and how it relates and and works with the formations and some of the detachments, and of course the Decurion, which is one of the most baffling things for uh, bookkeeping in uh, in multi detachment 40k I have
2: seen yet. The the biggest call is on using that in tournament players, isn't it? Because mm. it breaks the mold basically. So will it be allowed? Will it not? So it, it's hard to write lists without knowing how they're going to play it.
0: What do you guys? What do you guys think? I mean, if you were to to run your own tournament tomorrow, would you let it in? Probably, yeah. I, I would
3: definitely. Yeah. I don't, I don't, nothing is overpowered. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's uh, literally
0: just the bookkeeping um, that I think is the issue. Um, and if you keep if you keep people on track, make sure that they're putting together the properly drafted lists. I, I I think it can be difficult when you have. Things drawn in from different sources, because obviously you can have the Curian and then you can have other sources as well, um, and and they, they they all benefit from different things, the, you know, specifically like the reanimation protocol, buffs and, and other stuff. You know, if you're taking, you can take like what well, like silly amounts of wraiths if you should want to, but you'd have to determine which ones from from which different uh, different source, because they would be uh, accessing different rules.
3: Yeah, not to mention you've got like the Mefric Dynasty thing as Oh, well. of course you've so got all of that got, stuff as well. And that re-rolls Wands and reanimation, so you really need to keep track of definitely either some way of painting them differently or mm. some way of knowing which Warriors are Decurion, which ones are Cad, which ones are this, and blah, blah, blah. It can be difficult.
2: Same with the Destroyers. The ones in the formation get the re-roll buffs, so you have to keep them separate. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of
0: bookkeeping. We're going back to the uh, back to the sixth edition demons. Yeah, you need to bring yourself I mean, a notebook.
3: I've also found I spent this week being spammed literally by with uh, in this rules council etc thing where they've been spamming questions. The, so many holes in the book, so many yeah. badly written rules, and. Uh, very difficult to like if you just play it as it is, units just like don't it's not like choices choice is just completely stupid. Well give us but, give
0: us some uh, examples of, of the most uh, prevalent ones if you can.
3: Uh oh quickly. So there's ones like for example, Praetorians buying night size dedicated transports but they can't go inside them because they night sized by Raw don't have any you can't transport jump pack infantry in normal ta- in normal transports, so they can't get in. Mm. Which is bizarre. Um things like um the Canoptic Spider for the Harvest Attachment with the Wraiths on the Fluff page, they can take uh, three. There's like a unit, like three spiders there. Um, but on the in the battle report, there was two of them in White Dwarf. But in the actual harvesting, it says one spider. It doesn't say a unit. So kind of contradiction there. Um, you've got things like um, where the Praetorians in the rules. There is a quote where it says. Um, if you have a, a weapon with a shooting profile and a melee profile, it says you have to pick which one you use every turn. It doesn't say you can use both. Um, but obviously that's weird because no one ever plays that, so I don't really know how that's gonna work. I think we've we've said they can just use both. Uh, we're kind of ignoring that rule. But it's one of those little small things that's I don't know. I, I think they meant every like uh, phase, not turn, but uh oh well. You've got things like wraith flight. Does that let people charge through terrain, ignoring uh, penalties, or does it still just mean they, you know, ignore the? Oh, that's the, true. The, the diff- interesting. So uh, that's has you to know, being a bit of controversy. Uh, there's things like if you go to the Mefit Dynasty, the uh, executioner axe thing with the executioner two plus. What does that mean? It says, oh, says execution. Right. Yeah. executioner gives it precision strikes. But does that mean a two plus precision strike, or does it mean two plus and then he gets? Business Strike rule—it doesn't make any sense. It's a completely stupid. rule. It, yeah,
0: because it, the execution of rule doesn't in any way pertain to the two plus proc at all. It doesn't actually say how it yeah. interacts. really—I I remember that actually.
3: Yeah, it was really. Yeah, you got things like the ebook not having Oricon's empowered profile in it, so you'd actually have no idea what stats <laughs> he, he has when he um, goes empowered, which is stupid. How that got through any uh, quality control is just. Mind baffling, you'd think somebody would read through the ebook and just check everything was there, yeah. Um, <laughs> because that's just stupid. I, uh, I don't know, it's, it's really personally to think that the people pay a lot of money like people pay like what? Is it like 20 quid for this e- for an ebook? And you get, you know, you want to take Oricon and you have no idea what stats are when he goes impaled.
0: So, they definitely need some uh, some FAQs and some yeah erratas.
3: There's loads. Oh, Even the reanimation protocol thing. Um, oh, there's a discussion on you know, multiple forums about this how it actually stacks. One. This yeah. is the best. One. This
0: is, I mean, oh, is that I mean, it can't be better than a four plus, but it's plus one to the roll? Yeah, like
3: yeah. It's it's one of those ones. It's it's obviously what they they, they intended it not to be mm. better than a four plus. Of course, they wouldn't put that rule in otherwise. But you know, by rule you know, there's an argument possibly that the whole cryptex adding plus one. To your roll doesn't yeah. make it.
0: Uh, you know, if I get plus one to my armor save, it doesn't mean I now. You know, I need to pass on a. Th- on a on a three plus, I'm just adding one. And it's, yeah. there's no there's loads of examples of that in the rules where you're just adding yeah. one to a roll and still.
3: Yeah. yeah, the the one is that himoculus hem- with the, with the little nightmare doll, and he mm. has feel feeling pain four plus. Yeah. Uh, which you can't get better than it says, but with the Kronos. However, you can't get better than four plus the Chronos to feel no pain. However, it adds plus one to your feel no pain. So, strictly speaking, you you can have it adds plus one to your roll on the yeah. feel no pain, so you pass on a three up. So you're not getting better than a four. You're up, still
0: passing you just... on a four up, but you're just rolling a three and then adding one to it. So yeah. you're still passing on a four up. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's it's clear that if you asked anyone that ever had to deal with any of these sort of questions, they that would that would flare up immediately. That's that's that that was a red flag for uh, the whole internet. I think as soon as the book came out, Um, so it just shows you the type of stress testing they're doing on these on these books,
3: Um, and just like little simple things like quantum shielding and and Lance. Like, how do they work together? Quantum shielding set to modify armor thirteen, Lance set to modify armor twelve. Like, why don't they just say against the rules? Yeah, what, you know. what, who wins? Like, yeah. I mean, the way we've said it is whoever's turn it is gets to decide which gets applied first.
0: Order of operations, okay.
3: Yeah, yeah which, you know, fine, that's what the book says. But that, surely someone would have thought, well, if someone's playing 13, something's playing 12, we need to kind of have a little way of working out which one's going to go first. Mm. I mean, they could, they, all we would have said is just, you know, lance weapons still make this armor 12, and that would have been, you know, sorted. But instead, if that ever happens in a game, you're going to have people going, what do we do? Let's roll the dice, which is a bit doesn't really fit if you want to play it in a tournament. I guess it's they don't really care about tournament games, but it's still, it's annoying for us guys who, who do care.
0: Well, it's it's not just tournament players; it's it's pickup games as well. I mean, I I, I was reading and we posted it on the uh, the, pod, the the podcast Facebook page wall as well. Um, it's just some one of the articles that was posted on Bold, one of the you know the generic clickbait articles about you know competitive play and casual play and what have you um, <clears throat> and it always comes back to you know, a, a tight well well written rule set makes the game better for everybody um, because if you've got things like this which you know you've got the book, you've opened your codex you've read it through, ok this is how I think it works because this is how it's written you go and play someone else in your store neither of you are competitive players but you both have different interpretations of an ambiguously worded rule you know clarifications like that making rules work properly makes pickup games better then you don't have those sort of arguments especially for the people that are there to play for fun you know when you have to have discussions about how rules work you know, you're expecting that at tournament play. You're expecting that in competitive play. Having to discuss how things work and maybe have disagreements, then bring a bring a judge over. We're all used to that. That's a standard thing. But when you just want to play for fun and you have to have discussions about that sort of thing, it's you know, it, especially with strangers. Like when it's yeah. with your friends, that's fine. But like when you're playing with people that you've you know just met in the store and your local gaming club or whatever. You know, it detracts from your fun. So there's 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 a lot to be said for taking this competitive player feedback f- for the rules and, and how they're written, and you know, incorporating that into just improving them in general.
2: I think it yeah. can be worse when you're playing with your friends for fun, because uh, especially when somebody's stubborn and they say a rule as one way or a decision as one way, and before you know it, it can turn sour, even with your friends, where. If you're at a tournament, then it's just the ref makes the decision. That's it. Get on with it.
0: Exactly. You're used to that. You know, you're you're happy with that because you know that's how it's done, and you know it's the standard. But when you're playing with your pals, you're exactly right. You know, it can turn sour. You can start throwing insults at each other and start you know th- thinking badly of someone who just wants to play the game how they've read it. That's that's how they've read it. That's how they've interpreted it. You know that I can see that reanimation protocols thing being a you know. Being a big bugbear for people. Um.
3: There's also just little things like obelisk. How does it's it's like thing work? It's aura and how its guns work. It's not clear on the model. I mean, I I've, you know I've got a model of an obelisk. I think we've talked about this before, but it's, it's like a, the way the models are aligned, You're not sure if it can rotate because it doesn't. Like, why don't they just say it's got four hull-mounted Tesla spheres, and then it'll be clear cut. Everyone would know how it works but instead the the model is stupid and you don't really know how if it can because they're all they're molded on but can it... Can that's it right, move? they're
0: fixed aren't they and we had that yeah. issue with the um the other pod not the not the drop pod the other one the other version with the guns on it that are all around yeah. it you know that that automatically fire at the closest thing well is that that closest to to where where am I drawing that from because you don't you know it's it's uh, it's 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 a monstrous creature, so it's got a three hundred and sixty degree field of fire. It's not a vehicle; you're not drawing it from the from the actual weapon. Um, Absolutely, yeah, from
3: like the eye, but yeah. it doesn't have any eyes. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you yeah, <laughs> know, um, and they've written rules. There are solutions. It's not like we can't determine what rules as interpreted are for these things. We can, by committee, work them out. But that's the thing. Like, it's our interpretation. It's not like. We're 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 deciding what they mean, whereas they know what they mean. Just put it put it down a bit better, you know. Just add a <laughs> add a little bit extra, or maybe put you know an example of something that you can see that uh, is causing discussion and, and and questions within the community. Just fling it in the FAQ, you know. Like put a put a nice illustrated um, explanation of it in the FAQ and the errata, just to help people, th- you know, see what your intentions are. Because obviously, if you just leave them to read a few loosely put together sentences it's, you know, you end up with long long threads on DACA and you know, various other forums where people, you know, are arguing semantics back and forth and never reaching any sort of uh, any sort of agreement
2: I was told once by uh, somebody in the know that the reason they don't do the FAQs and the Ratters is because it's admitting they've made mistakes
0: Um, that's, e. I mean, that's easily believable based on, you know, the, 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 the prevailing image that Games Workshop have sort of cultivated of themselves and the, the sort of statements you hear them putting out, you know, such as the, the annual, uh, annual reports and that sort of stuff, um, and other rumours that people hear about their policy towards other things. Um. But that's just ridiculous. That's that's just stupid. You can't, You, yeah. you can't. You can't work like that.
1: Um, exactly. So it's the only company who can get away with ignoring their customer base on mm. everything, mm. and it does
2: boil the blood. Which is infuriating because we are bashing Games Workshop again, which never intended to be. Mm. But it's such a great game and. Uh, everything about it, well, we just love it, we love the fantastic. IP,
0: don't we? We're we're yeah. fully tied into the to the to the universe and the the the, the imagery and the the character of it. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, we're used to the to the basic game system. Because um, there's many
1: other uh, alternatives out there. Um, we just need to get James uh, a job at Games Workshop. If James was the the CEO. Yeah, it'd be amazing. To be honest with you, they could literally do I, I've been thinking about this before we even started
0: this podcast. They could get 12 volunteers. It
1: that could would yeah, happily exactly. knock It could even be volunteer. They would it happily could be do volunteer. it. Yeah. Because you
0: guys are doing this anyway for the ETC, you're doing this for, you know, the Americans are doing it for the LVO and the, you know, the Adepticon and the Nova and we we're, we're all doing our own FAQs and our own rules queries and solutions. People would be more than happy to, to to give their time. I'm sure to to help with these sort of issues. Um, I mean, admittedly, it is a profit-making company, so it is it is a bit of a a bit of a liberty, you know, to expect people to to give their time for free, but. Uh, I'm sure people would just for our own enjoyment
1: of the game. It improves yeah. our
0: enjoyment of the game. You know, people do give it for free, don't they? That's yeah, the of thing. course, of course.
1: But the only problem, the only problem would be is you know, it's. It, I I believe it needs to be one man's vision, but that man has to be the right man. You've been watching oh, the WWE yeah. Network again, haven't you? You've been watching Monday Night <laughs> <Rock> Wars, <laughs> haven't? you? Not in the UK, I can't. Huh? Fortunately, not in the UK, I can't. You can't get it. Yes, you can. The, no, the the Monday Night War. Um, Oh, yes. Ah, no, 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 no. But, yeah, I, I think it really needs to be one person who um, who runs it. You know, it's so the whole thing. If you if you build it, they will come, you know. Someone has got a good idea of what is good and can balance the game out. You know, literally have that. So I, I guess GW have got the uh, a modeling side of the company, you know, sort of head of modeling. And if you can have a head of gaming there. Hmm. It would just be it would oh we so I mean it's so easy to fix this problem or this perceived problem is so easy. And there are not many things they need to do, but they're just not willing to go back on on promises they've made in the past, you know, like, you know, well if well, you're gonna a bitch at us then we're just gonna close our doors. Yeah,
0: and... yeah, that's true. I mean they closed down all of their social media and we all thought that was that was just uh you know, they were gonna relaunch everything with the website and what have you, but they literally have zero um Online presence now outside of their own their own storefront,
3: which is yeah. But but the thing is, their own stores are allowed to have social media pages. Like you can have That's a right. yeah. Games Workshop slough if they don't even exist anymore. But they they they, they had their own Facebook page and things But like uh, but they not have one official one, which I thought mm. was bizarre because I I thought I would have thought you would have liked to have had one official sort of voice of Games Workshop rather than multiple people.
0: Well, if you look at the stuff that they do on those on those store pages, they're all very you know come in and pre-order your stuff tonight at Friday night. We're going to be announcing the pre-orders and all, that. and it's it's only towards that um, rather than having to deal with us, the voracious lot. Um, but I, I think their their business model, just their 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 just general model in terms of how they put the rules out, uh, is not really conducive to um f a regular FAQs and erratas it makes it very difficult, but then you know just just to keep track of all the sources, but then you can say, well, keeping track of sources is something we're having to manage with over the last twelve months anyway so
3: but i mean could you imagine having a having to go on the website and downloading the like something like the e t c uh f a q which is like twenty seven pages long and it's it doesn't work at, it only works when you have dedicated players. They'd have to really like make their rules writing really good and I don't think they're able to. I think they they don't have
1: the staff to do that. They don't have well, the talent to do that. Other companies do, don't they? That's a the thing. You know, yeah. other, other companies that that have literally owe their very existence to the fact that games workshop are so bad at dealing with customers and writing rules mm-hmm. you know they, they owe their very existence to that that fact
0: i think i think the main problem if we get down to the to the crux of the problem in terms of the rules writing is games workshops games specifically 40k have rules that cover so many more things than say a, a privateer press does um the privateer press rules are pretty straightforward they have tons of special rules like over I think it's like over 300 special rules but the actual instances and interactions that they cover um, are a lot lot smaller than than 40k um, and I think they're trying to strip forty k back a bit, especially with you know like the the
1: levels in ruins, for example.
3: Oh, definitely. <laughs>
1: yeah. it. But that just like causes more problems than it. Is.
3: <laughs> but but you can <laughs> see it in their in, in rule book. You can see all the special rules going back to being universal special rules yeah. rather than being like Xandrek giving you know rather than doing all this funky stuff now, he's just giving warlord traits and he's just doing this. It's just easier to track, isn't it? Yeah, rather than doing yeah.
0: All and it and it brings you back to one master source, which is the, the important thing, rather than having to um, <clears throat> travel across the length of breadth of, you know, five or six different compendiums and white dwarfs and
1: whatever, um, in the end. Do you do know what last, I think? Do you know what I think? What? It's, just, it's just literally come to me. What GW need to do is they need to have like a uh, a fluid game system where they update all codices at roughly the same period of time. It's like minor rules. Get yeah. rid of the uh, get rid of the um, the hardback, you know, all, all the paper copies. Make everything digital, and then it can be done. Well, and this they don't was, feel bad about changing rules that people have bought. Then
0: this was what I was getting onto in terms of the sense that they are starting to change that because for so long they were against any sort of digital um, anything, um, and now. Digital is, is a huge thing for them. <clears throat> Obviously, um, the more and more we get to the future, uh, digital become more and more important. But even so, you know, if you look at how they update their digital stuff. If you've got, um, say, like the iPad Codex of, of anything, and they update it, there's no way of actually knowing what they've changed. No. <laughs> they they changed the <laughs> um, Inquisition book. And just didn't tell anybody. It just updated and changed some of the rules in there. And there's no... They don't have change logs. <clears throat> so stuff like that, like... They've they've kind of got the right... You can see that they're stumbling in the dark towards the switch, but they're not... Um, they're, at the moment, it's still very... Uh, it leaves a lot, there's a lot to, <laughs>
1: it's, it's pathetic. let <laughs> not be, really, it is pathetic. It I, really I, I, I wouldn't be that harsh. Um, I would, okay. I would. Fuck them. <laughs> See, I love the,
3: I really, really love the, uh, that little, not, not this year so much, but last year, the, um, advent calendar thing, like the release every day. I mean, they could have, I would love if they did that like say once a week, I know they're doing it pretty much now with these new models, but mm. like once a week a new digital release, either some formation or or just something different for the game, like some missions or something um that would just i think they're really cool I, I like and I like like for example, um was it the librarian one I think it was like the dark angel one it was only like a pound I'd pay I, you know I'd pay a pound for. You know, a new date slate or a new formation or something. Is that one
0: we could sort of take a, a couple of librarians together?
3: Yeah, and I, I thought it was—it's a little cool little formation. I haven't seen it be used yet, but mm. it's a cool little formation. It's an interesting idea. It's a very simple rules thing, but it just opens up another little way of, of, you know, for some armies p- for playing the game. And I'd like to see more of those, uh, more of those things put in. Like, why isn't Vect a character yet? Why? Why? I know they want to wait. Probably want to release the model for him, but. Why has he just like disappeared for like no oh, reason? He's, they he's busy. There's, there's all these little characters they got rid of. They could have easily released them as little data slates or something. Um.
0: Well, I think I think they wanted to, as you said, hold on. I mean, there's there's. If we go back to the jet bike, the old our jet bikes and the and the great demons as well, we've heard that these things have been ready to go for a long, long time, and. Who knows what their plans are? Who knows what their thought process is in terms of how we're going to get these things out? You know the fact that the fact that they're able to re-release Harlequins when I—I I, to be honest with you—think the models were fine. The, the fine cast models were fine. I understand they want to move on to, entirely to plastic, so that requires new models. But I
1: think they want to sell the new book of how to paint Harlequins. Don't they? That, that's a <laughs> really sure. spinning angle. When, for they're, the they're, when, <laughs> when
0: they're able to do. So many new Harlequin models, yet we're still using the same bloody Eldar jet bikes from the 1990s. That's ridiculous, you know. The same way we're still using the same Space Marine bikes from back then that look horrible as well. Um, you know, the B- Blood Angels came out, and the fact that there's not a new Mephiston, um, <clears throat> all these other characters that, that 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 definitely need an update. Space Wars came out. We got. We got Logan Grimnar on a on a new chariot, yet Ulrich and Ragnar are still, you know, effectively five foot tall midgets in their power armour.
1: Uh, Old school.
0: Yeah, it's very it's very peculiar how they make these choices, what their thought process is as, as to what they need. Like how did someone sit down and think, you know what we really, we no, we don't need a new Ragnar. We don't need that. We need Logan Grimnar in a sled. That's yeah. what we need. <laughs> we, we I don't... think
1: you do, you do know how they make these choices, I And it's much more cynical. <laughs> than I think you're willing to believe, but does it make us any money? But I think it if, if the answer is anything s- other than yes, then they're not going to bother. I, I don't see how it doesn't make you money though. Because it's, it's how many people are going to buy those individual models?
0: Quite a lot of
1: bloody people will buy them. Yeah. Is it worthwhile then to sell them, you know, set up everything else, you know, make all the, the you know, all, all the logistics of making a single model you know there, there's a lot of them. And for a niche special character, I don't think it will I don't, well it can't be worthwhile. It can't be it can't be but made. I, but they made but they made, made Logan are in a sled. Yeah because it's new and loads of people bought it <laughs> it was probably economically worthwhile. Yeah. How many how many times have they done Don't it that the have... not a new
0: character? The fact that he's no. in a sled is new but yeah, that's you know, new. why can you not do that with someone else, you know? I I generally think a lot of people would have bought a new Mephiston sculpt. They'd have bought just because it's a bloody awesome model. Uh, anyway it's a cool character that he would have sold but Who who wants yeah. to buy harlequins you can yeah like, but... it's not like they're new why would you do like, you can already buy fine cast harlequins so putting out plastic harlequins they're not new you know it, it's that if you can go from fine cast harlequins to plastic harlequins you can go
1: from old jet bikes to new jet bikes you can go from old you, you know, can do you can do but, so... <laughs> you're, but you're trying to put real world logic onto games workshop which is you know it doesn't work the same way. Fair enough, fair enough. But,
2: yeah. you know. well, how about this point? If you look at the bikes, the marine bikes now, yeah. how they do look really bad. Now, yeah. I think every other model company now does bikes which look fantastic. And Games Workshop advertises themselves as the best model company, yet all these other model companies are making better bikes. Maybe they should look into that and think, well, no, we're going to have the best bikes. We're going to put out new bikes and keep up with the old models and replace them in that respect because the other companies are making better models. And well, they did, some the new,
0: they did the new Ravenwing bikes and they look really nice. I thought they were br- brilliant, but obviously that's very... Um, what's the word we're looking for there? It's very niche, you know? Um, it's only for that one specific... They're covered in iconography, yeah, um, so you can't really reappropriate them, it's very difficult to do so. Um,
3: mm. just on a side note, I've all, I ordered one space green bike by the ages ago,
0: yeah. And
3: it came in like a ridiculous box that probably took more, probably cost more to package it <laughs> than to actually build the, the produce our model. It was like a The box must have been about, I don't know, nearly eight, nine inches across and three or four inches wide. And it just, oh, cause it's just it because it's on it one sprue, months. isn't
0: it? The bike, it's just on, yeah, one, one sprue. sprue,
3: it's just yeah. bizarre. I thought why is this not like packaged better? This is where my, the money that I'm paying is going into this model. Basically is going into paying for all this packaging. Not for the actual it? model.
0: It's because it's a, it's such an old model. Um, that it's, you know, you're, you're buying literally one from that. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, just random thoughts. have just been floating around my head. Um, and we could discuss games workshop policy for, for hours and hours, I'm sure. But, uh, I'm sure. It's been done to death on many, many podcasts previously. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to something else uh, what's the next uh, tournament that you guys are, are gearing up for
2: uh, the battlefield Birmingham I see tell us Jesus. a little bit about that yeah, it's next weekend actually oh it it's next content. weekend already um, Jesus yeah and I think just shit his pants <laughs> <him up>. yeah <laughs> Someone, Someone, them, so Yeah. Like. so you can <laughs>
0: It's next, weekend. <laughs> it's next weekend good luck good luck with get. good luck with getting next saturday off if you're married
1: it's, it's more about the football it's more about the uh the footy team it's like yeah by the way next week your manager <laughs> bye and then you just hear it out like the car start
3: <laughs> you can imagine like um ferguson or someone just saying ah oh, by the way guys i'm not going to turn up uh today i'm going to go and play some toy
1: soldiers instead <laughs>
0: <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. I suppose the fact that it's Valentine's
1: Day doesn't really apply to many people in our hobby. Uh, oh, it's the weekend after, isn't it? That's the oh, thing. Yeah. It's like twenty second, isn't it, Adam? Oh, no, it's next weekend. No, it's sure. just, it's the twenty second. I think. Me, sure. Yeah. Pretty sure. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been allowed to go.
2: Let's have a look. I hope you're right because I've got more time to paint then.
0: Battlefield Birmingham event. Uh, no, that's an old one. It's seven now, I think it is. It is the 21st. Two weeks.
2: Got another week to Wow! Paint. Awesome. <laughs> I did, I did so- think
0: that would have been h- uh, hilarious, putting a tournament on Valentine's weekend.
2: No, he's done it before. Battlefield has been on Valentine's Day before. Good stuff. That would be...
0: You should have played like depressing music in there as well, Given away free, free razor blades
1: and... I can't think of anything better, actually. <laughs> Getting out of all that bloody crap that is Valentine's Day. Ah, oh, you miserable shit! Ah, oh, we'd be fine if it was just for love, but it's just for people's money now. Is it? It depends what you believe.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, what are you looking forward to uh, as well in the future, Mike? Anything else?
1: Uh, Battlefield for Birmingham. That's what I'm, I'm going to go to that with Adam, obviously. So what's the uh, what's the format there? Um, I think they're just playing Eternal War. So it's 1750 yeah. Eternal War missions, which is like, that's really weird. That's like, that's like real it, simple 40K. <laughs> it's
2: good, though, because it's a nice change where you don't have to think about drawing the cards and the maelstrom and the games are quicker. So it's going to be nice where if every game was this, every tournament was maelstrom or every tournament was Eternal War, you get a bit bored, so it's going to be a nice change
1: it's going to be quick and give it that yeah it's going to be quick it's literally all of my choices i've gone down to right then charge at anything that's alive and hit it till it's dead or i am <laughs> that's going to be about it oh i like simple lists the good
2: fun the only the only thing i don't like is the secondary conditions which is each change yeah
1: it. they're weird aren't they they're very yeah,
2: it, it, if you get line breaker, you get a point if you prevent your opposition getting line break you get a point if you get warlord you get a point and if you prevent the opposition from getting warlord you get a point and there's, there's no first blood or anything
0: I see they've gone for the um, the Cali style of um, considering codex specific or faction specific detachments as being combined arms and you must take at least a combined arms so
2: I can't say I've read that bit yeah, just I'm
1: just looking through the force organisation now, actually. Is there a list submission date, Adam, or is it just turn up on the day with your list? I
2: think wait it's turn up afterwards. on the day. Normally it is, isn't it? That's what I'm doing.
0: I'm just having a butcher's now, actually. You should come along, Alex. List submission. Not- there will be no list submission deadline, so there you go. Yay. Nice. Um, I will certainly no, not good. be turning
1: up, as I have other plans. But it's Birmingham, it's lovely.
2: <laughs> you never turned up to the last one you was coming to? Yeah. Which one was that? Oh, is it my fault? It was the last Battlefield you, you, you was actually supposed to be coming that's the Max right. film, and you didn't
0: bear with me two seconds I, there's a reason for that what is my reason for that I'll tell you right now Valentine's Day no it's because it's the next weekend isn't it <laughs> I know <laughs> that's right I've got, I've got a gig I have a gig I knew there was a reason why I'm not going I have a gig I also actually have a gig on the uh, weekend of the GT final as well which is unfortunate um Good job you didn't qualify, isn't it? I did qualify, <laughs> Oh, hey straight on. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> so there.
3: Let's do a roll call. I have. Me? I squeaky-bummed it. How
1: about what you, you, Mike? What do you, what do you mean, James? You won Caledonian Uprising. You'd have got a team. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was the only I, way I, I I didn't qualify because uh. I didn't agree with the Thunderwolf Cavalry strength 10 ruling. So I, I voted with my feet and
2: didn't bother going to a heat. A little silly now, don't
1: you? <laughs> no, I think that's fair enough.
3: Don't agree the ruling, no point wasting money on.
2: Yeah. Mike would be going and, to and... any tournament.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now, now, obviously, my place is. Ruined, and now
2: I think that they should be strengthened on safety. <laughs> then, I'll be,
1: then I'll go to a gt so
2: if there's a tournament that does it as strength 10 you're not going to yeah, go in
1: protest then, I'm, then yeah. I'm not going to go to that one it's just fucking dangerous you're alright you're safe from my what was I going to get hurt Safe.
0: You're safe from Mindshackle Scarabs now, Mike. Well, no, mate, okay. they cause
1: fear tests. Have you not seen it? On 3D6 <laughs> as well. Dangerous, dangerous shit. Only in a challenge. <laughs> right and of that. course, you have to accept a challenge now uh, with your uh, Champions of Champions as well. I'm going to lose some Fenris. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I,
3: I actually heard someone seriously saying they should take that and ally in Balakor just to benefit from the fear check, like getting extra <laughs> dice. And I was like, no, this does not yes. work.
2: Sorry. <laughs> 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 there's,
3: there's synergy, then there's just trying to Crowbar some shit into the list somehow. So let me
0: ask you guys how important do you think it is to come to a uh, agreement of like a, sta- a tournament standard in terms of format, points, um, you know, sources, all that sort of stuff? Or do you think it's more beneficial that we have so many different options so that you can, as Mike did, pick and choose where you want to go to?
2: I think. The standard for picking lists should be pretty much set amongst all tournaments so everybody know knows how to pick a list, what to use. But actual points and missions played, I think, should vary. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I I'm the opposite. I think everything should be varied.
1: I think everyone should have their own opinion, whatever they want to. Everyone's allowed their own opinion.
0: What do you think yeah. about the guys in America who are doing? Um, I think it's a Forge narrative. Guys are doing their own tournament where you can take
1: pretty much everything. Isn't that Adepticon? Isn't it? I think Adepticon. No, they're doing. They're doing can, a crazy. You can. You can have anything you want along with anything <coughs> else, and it just looks. You like can a take. I pack.
0: think you can take like one of each, but they have got like some sort of comp and stuff in there. Um, but these guys are letting, I mean, they're even letting 30k Horus Heresy lists fly. Because um, they're oh, of the opinion, God. I think they're of the opinion that if you take, if you allow people to take anything, eventually it all balances itself out. Um, okay. Just, at a
2: certain just think level. of the pre game explaining what everything does. That's going to be about 40 minutes.
1: Not in America, mate, because they don't actually ask what things do. They just get on and play and take off models and get surprised later on. It's a fact. <laughs> That's how they play. True. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the conservative Brits who uh, ask questions. say, old chap, what do those things, things do over there? What does, that, what does that great big sorcery thing do? My there? good man. <laughs> 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 fuck, bloody hell, 36 hits, straight 10, what, what? <laughs> Yeah, crazy stuff.
3: Yeah, they do have a, like, I know the um, guys on the West Coast have got a circuit, haven't they? they they've got their uh, little... Oh, uh,
1: that's, uh, is that Reese?
3: Yeah, Reeseus, yes, and the other guys have got their little ITC circuit going, right. haven't they?
1: Yeah. Poor old Frankie. I feel sorry for Frankie. Everyone just says Reeseus, yes, but Frankie's 50% of that partnership, and he entertains me on his podcast by spelling and speaking badly. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, Frankie's hilarious.
1: Yeah. yeah. Big ups, Frankie. Not that you ever fucking listen to anything else. (laughs)
3: His name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first time I heard them say his name, I thought it was like a tag because his his last name's Gianpapa, isn't it? Yeah. And I thought it was like G M, as in like Grand Master or Games Master G, and then Papa. Yeah. So that's like his online (laughs) handle, G M (laughs) Papa. Just his name. No, this is actually his his flamboyant Italian name. Ah. So obviously um, we are tied in to the GT finals. They're they're running the same um, the rules pack pretty much uh, as they did at uh, all of the heats. I know they're going to look at a few things, but not change it very much. And then we're on to uh, etc.
1: Oh, or Six Nations, I think it's oh, the Six, Six Nations.
3: Oh yeah, Six Nations. Right? There's a few other a few other events like a uh, R- River Rumble and the new Caledonian, isn't there?
4: Yeah.
1: Um.
0: So do you want to tell, explain to some of our international listeners and maybe some of our newer listeners as well, what the Six Nations is?
1: Go on then, Adam. Any of you, just one I haven't, person. I haven't, I haven't heard your voice for at least
2: five minutes. I'm still a newbie to it though. James is a veteran.
0: I like James's matter of fact description as well. You must have just asked you James directly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's an event with with basically six nations in it. Like just wow, like... there we go.
2: <laughs> yes, well done. But way well, to well, make buddy. it look like an absolute arse, James. Thank you very much. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it's just so
3: it's it's move, it moves around. I think it's almost gone full cycle now. It's almost going back to where where, where it all started you know. so um it's in Belgium this year I think and so there's like England, Scotland, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Wales and Belgium make up the last six. It used to be a barbarian, like a random people team, mercenary team. But uh, the mercenaries, I think they would have been okay now, but back in the, when it was first division, the mercenary team was just local talent, which just, just didn't work when you had uh, people turning up with, you know, propolis and things. The the merc team was just getting stomped and it was a waste of time. So the Belgians have done a, a, they kind of stepped in. And yep. it's pretty much mirrors the etc, and they just use it as a practice event. Uh, but I guess it's a little bit more than practice because it's also uh, you know a bit of pride in the line, quite prestigious it, and yeah national. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good laugh as well. People in, it, because it's moved around, um, uh, you get to see different places. I know I've been to Cork and it's Cardiff and uh, I was in Stirling last year and it's seen somewhere in Belgium this year. I'm not going to. Do you
1: know what the dates are for that? Oh, it's the twenty. Is it the twenty eighth to the thirty first of March? Yeah, somewhere. Like I think.
2: Sounds about right.
1: Yeah, and it's um. You, you're you're coming to this, aren't you, Adam? So obviously, me and Adam are in Team Wales. Well, most of the uh, podcasts are I in think, Team Wales. I think
2: so. <laughs> I think so. It's not one hundred percent yet, but I think so. If I can.
1: Come on, Adam! Don't give us that shit.
2: Wow, well, life might get in the way.
1: I think well, live, will just have to fuck off, the won't
3: the it? The difficulty I with, with something like Six Nations is because it's moving around a lot. It moves and it's going, you know, any time where it goes outside the UK, it's always, at least for me, I always find it difficult because if you're going to put money down for all these events in the UK and possibly ETC, and then you're asking to go out uh, again, to go somewhere outside the UK, it's it's always just an extra step further. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: yeah, it's I, I, I can understand for you as well because you know even to get to stuff in the UK is a bit of a of a trek for you, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't James, so.
3: I mean, to get to Manchester, just well, normally it's a hundred quid. So to go to Belgium, it's another possibly hundred quid. So yeah. suddenly it's a weekend of two hundred pounds of flights, and it becomes not really. It's worth it, but it's it's almost not worth it for for some games. 40
1: it, it's worth it when you're there but other than that it's not <laughs> it all adds up obviously it all adds up and it's not yeah. the
0: cheapest of hobbies in the first place I no guess.
1: no no especially when the etc we like we're out there for like a week anyway generally and but they're normally in um, like
0: eastern european places where you can yeah, eat like a king
1: for a fiver and yeah but only cuz you eat like a king for a fiver doesn't mean you don't then spend like 20 quid eating like a like a fucking emperor Oh, and okay. just, like, not getting any any decent amount of money. And then you all know, the money you spend in the street. Exactly. Polls, and then, Adam, yeah, Adam's just spending, you know, money hand over fist on, on a bit of top brass <laughs> and all the rest yeah, of but it.
2: but they're really nice there, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> <Eastern> <laughs> <Europe>. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Moving on.
0: Moving on. We'll do a Nick Nanavati special another day. Um so yeah, that's that's uh, that's obviously all in the future for the podcast. We'll be covering the yeah. etc. build up and all that will, sort of will, stuff as well. Will you
1: be coming to the uh, Six Nations, Alex? No, I'm DJing uh, in Manchester that weekend for the obscene well, of amounts the, of money. Of all the places to go, Manchester. Bummed out yeah. for Manchester. Well, it better be obscene amounts of money. So,
3: um, just just to know about DJing. I know the on LVO weekend uh, in Vegas, there's Calvin Harris is there on that weekend, so supposedly. Yeah. I definitely don't earn
0: as much money as Calvin Harris.
3: Yeah, uh, but he's supposedly they're all trying to get trying to get in to see him, so that that would be awesome if they could. Uh, I definitely do you know like to what into Vegas.
0: clubbing in Vegas is one of the most ridiculously expensive things. Yeah, um, <clears throat> like the way their their clubs are set up, they don't understand raving and clubbing, especially not in Vegas. Um, so it's all geared around just generating money. You're not allowed to stand on the dance floor. What? You get moved on like they have bouncers that move if you're standing on the dance floor for too long you get moved it's all around table service um so you can't dance on the dance floor. what does that mean no you can't stand and dance on the dance floor you get moved on like they want you to have a table and buy bottles of drink for a thousand dollars and all that sort of stuff so you're literally constantly just being herded around the nightclub it's it's a really weird (laughs) thing like um, and that's why that's why they pay so much money, like calvin Harris um a couple of years ago had a residency in Las Vegas, where he played three times every because obviously the clubs are open like almost all the time in Vegas um in some mm. of those some of those places because time has no relevance in vegas um so he would do three sets a day and get paid eighty thousand dollars a day, nice, and he was there for i think it was three months between three and six months, so yeah he was uh, wow. He was doing all right. He's doing all right. Mm. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a funny old place, clubbing in Vegas. So
2: uh, if you put your drink down yeah, anywhere yeah. in a club, you're never going to see it again, are you?
1: <laughs> do you want to on to me? You never want a drink out of it again, Adam. Anyway, <laughs>
0: Adam, the prices you pay for that drink, you're not putting that down at any point <laughs> ever.
3: Um, yeah, it's funny. We just just think about it. You compare like LVO and Vegas and everything. Compared to Cali in Stockport, it's like <laughs> Field and world away.
4: Yeah. so different.
3: It, yeah. That's what just I just don't get. I know it's uh, financials and things. I just I just don't get it why we kind of in the UK it's everything is done so on the cheap. And the problem
0: they, is, and because obviously I've I've come into this whole competitive 40k thing, all with a pre-existing hobby of playing um, competitive video games. And we have the same problem because every year I go to Vegas in the summer. Um, for a thing called Evo, which is the World Championships of Fighting Games, so Street Fighter and Tekken and all those sort of games there, and they're held in you know one of the major um, hotels on the streets. It's actually in the same hotel as LVO. It's in Bally's. Um, the th- problem that you have is all those hotels have enormous ballrooms, huge ballrooms, because they've got so much land to build on. If you try to hire a ballroom in any of the you know major cities. Of the UK, it's so expen- it's so prohibitively expensive. So what for what you get, um, it would be it would be like trying to put on a major tournament in New York, actually in New York City, um, and you probably won't ever see one to be honest with you, just because the 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 size of the room that you would need um, is it, yeah. so prohibitive.
3: That's true. I mean, the, the the hotel for Nova was ginormous. It was like I'd never seen a hotel so big. And that was only obviously one hotel out of yeah. like 500 hotels in Crystal City. And that's the that thing, because they have so in... many
0: of them as well, like there's not like there's one hotel that's got this ballroom. There's 10 or 20. Yeah. Right? So it... they're happy to do deals. They're happy to give you blocks in the hotel to sell at a discounted rate so that the hotel's full because they want the hotel to be full. Um, and they don't mind giving you a discount as long as you're bringing in 200 people or whatever. Um, whereas here... We we don't we just it, it's just a very different um sort of situation, so it's uh, you know respect to anyone who's putting on tournaments over here because it is quite difficult to, to logistically to find somewhere suitable that as you said isn't yeah uh, i was going to say not so glamorous but yes, Mike, <laughs> Mike is always there well, there's and there's
3: nothing wrong with like stockport and things as a place, and i lived in stockport for like years just my condolences my <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like there's so many nicer places that are not that I've been to that are really nice, and just it's always surprising that they never took off. Like uh, Bristol, I always liked going to Bristol. That was a good place to go to, and it was a nice place to go out. And like uh, I was always surprised that um, more places in the southeast never took off. But I guess it's, it must be just the money thing.
0: And the it thing is, like, is, as well, a lot of people are very lazy when it comes to traveling in this country, also. Um, you obviously have a core core of people that are happy to travel down, but you generally do you generally do well in areas that they have a, a pre existing um larger community and then you know just rely on about thirty or forty people that are going to turn up on top of that so that's why I think people like going back to the same place because they know well this person got this many people there, so I know that there's at least a hundred people that are willing to travel to this place. So I'll just go to the same place rather than looking for, you know, new, new venues and new, new things. But, you know, obviously we have a podcast now. We have an audience. Um, uh, we're growing that audience. We're on, I think we're on like, over 2000 plays an episode, which is very healthy. Impressive. Um, You're for poor
1: people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about me. <laughs> um, again,
1: there
2: are make sure there's really bored people out there.
0: There definitely are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that we definitely like to do. I know the old 40k UK guys took on the GT for a year. Um, I know some of us have been talking about it. Um, I know Gary Percival mentioned about doing a doing an event with me previously as well. Um, obviously, Matt is very well-versed in doing events because that's what he's been doing today. Um, did a one day at Northern Warlords, which um, my friend Max Barton won, actually, with Eldar and an Imperial Knight. Um, And I think Andy came second, actually.
3: Yeah, with demons. Yeah. Rush
0: demons. So um, we certainly have the expertise there. It's just about growing the podcast audience and the awareness. And that's what we were talking about uh, uh, just a little minute ago uh, off microphone about the importance of of just making people aware of these things. You know, uh, it's all well and good just assuming that the word of mouth in the community is going to spread the word of of a tournament or an event that's coming up, but you really need to go out there and be proactive with it and have your dates nice and early and go out there and campaign and advertise and just raise awareness because, you know, when you think of the size of the Games Workshop playing community in the UK, it's very sizable for such a small island because obviously it's based here. Um, And when you think that you can get pretty much anywhere in the country on a train in about five hours... There's no reason why, if enough people don't know about it, they can, you know, attend a tournament. So, I, I think that's something that we would definitely like to do in the future, and uh, hopefully, we'll make that a reality. We'll be talking about it next year. Wonderful.
1: Would be cool. Would definitely, be cool.
0: definitely something I'd like to yeah. do. Um, bring some well, of my expertise in as well, and
1: yeah, you've got some really fantastic ideas, mate, and with all of your uh, your equipment and your know-how. I mean, just just tell people, you know, what you what you've done. You know, with other kind of with the online gaming. Um, well, I do uh,
0: lots of events already for competitive video games, um, and we do uh, stuff in, uh, We do stuff with Capcom, uh, who publish Street Fighter, of course, most famously. Uh, we do stuff with those, um, very popular on Twitch. They will actually do a weekly show at the Capcom offices, um, which is live streamed. With some of the pro players in the UK, um, and there is loads of cool things that you can do. It's all, you know, I, I just think it's about giving people content that they want to consume. If you look at some of the successful channels that are out there now on YouTube and 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 that sort of stuff, you know, people obviously want to watch this stuff. They want, they're, they're interested. If you look at the the forum communities that there are for for, for 40k, they're huge very very big websites with very very expensive server costs so it shows you that there's a lot of people clicking those things you look at the amount of traffic that bowls gets for example <clears throat> there's obviously a tremendous amount of interest so it's just about transitioning from a a forum audience which is quite old i think yeah and that's a kind of an outdated format to giving people sort of content on demand. So obviously the, the, the podcast is our first step. That's the easiest thing to do. We just all plug in microphones and waffle away for an hour and a half to five hours every other week. <laughs> but also, you know, there's, there's other things we can do. Obviously, a bit of a problem, the fact that we all live so far apart, but, you
3: um, know. That's live too. streaming Vassal, yeah. Yeah, I was about
0: to <laughs> live stream <battle. laughs> be amazing
3: it's not exactly the same is it but, yeah. no. I mean <laughs> I,
0: I, I, click, click. I like the idea of sort of just maybe us meeting up one weekend and having sort of a gaming weekend somewhere you know and banging out a few video reports and some tactic videos and, and all that sort of stuff would be would be quite cool to do um,
3: you could listen to Adam reading uh, War and Peace in real life as well yeah. Crime, I'm up for prime
1: that. Punishment. That's also a good one for Adam.
3: Or I could cut my own wrists.
2: <laughs>
1: Adam will do it for you. Whilst about, he reads it.
2: About forty shades. <laughs> yes. But yeah, the
1: actual I mean a live a live stream for this uh for an event that, that we do in the future will be, will be cool. Doing it the you know, the way that everyone imagines it should be done. Not yeah. the kind of half-assed way that we end up seeing generally. It's just about it's just about
0: understanding the technology that's out there and getting access to it and finding someone that's crazy enough to actually do it. Really, um, yeah. But there's loads of loads of possibilities and it's all stuff that we uh, we talk about in our little group chats and and what have you. And we're we're hopefully working towards bringing you in the future, guys. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. We seem to be going quite well with the podcast version, anyway. So I'm happy with that. We seem to be going great guns. As I said, we're up to like 2,000
1: um, plays per per episode. So uh, so yeah, it's all good. Yep, yeah, up to about what is it? Averaging about 500 interactions on Facebook every post. You know, at least 500 people have viewed it. Well, that's which good. Is good out, you know. right? yeah, it's very good. Um, just hit 300 likes, didn't we, the other day? Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's going great guns now. It's like 330 or something, isn't it? Yeah
0: well it's 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 like a it's like a snowball effect isn't it yeah it's good cool it's very good all right well let's get back on to um some other relevant stuff as well um I just wanted to ask you james about how your uh, your list is now um with the seventh edition book we didn't really get a a great chance to uh, to talk about that last week because the book had only just came out and you probably didn't have a a good chance to um to go through everything but um <clears throat> Yeah, so your all-conquering pylons list um, did really, really well at Cali. So well that you won, of course. What do you uh, What do you think of it now? And is there anything else in the book that's uh,
3: that's there for you? Um. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the list was a little bit lucky at Cali. I didn't play at uh, difficult matches, but. Um, if I had to take it again, if I had to choose between the old book and the new book, like say like I was going to LVO and I had the same Cali rules, and I could just choose. I'd probably pick the old book for now, but I think there are still there are some good, really good units in the new book.
0: Let me let me ask you why you would prefer the old book to the new book first of all before we get into the into the new stuff.
3: Well, I think the. The points costs of things were cheap. Is cheap, and that means you can add more stuff, um, like wraiths. Even though wraiths are better now, they're more expensive. So you could, uh, like I, I, had fifteen wraiths, and if I did the same, um, that would be another ninety points. So I'd have to drop two wraiths. Um, which I liked having three into five, and I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want the unit of five and two into four. Things like I could just take two into five warriors, I'd have to take two into five immortals, that's another 20 points. And then I've got like Annie barges, which uh, they can't really be replaced. Oh, well, you can, you can use new any barges, but they're not as good, and they're 30 points more. So, altogether, all those points add up a lot. So, uh, points is a big thing. I'd basically have to lose my summons here to use the new codex if I did a straight swap.
0: And obviously, you know, as you said, the, the race have got better, but the um, the utility on the the night sides, and of course, the more importantly, the anti barges has got worse in terms of the new Tesla rules.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, anti barges were just amazing. You could just fly them twelve and snapshot things. You could jink and snapshot. You could shoot flyers and snapshot. You didn't care. Snapshotting was like what they were doing half the time. So to lose Tesla on that is a big deal. And as we said last time, making them more expensive at the same time is a very diff- very um, difficult to stomach. I think there's still decent choices, but t- you always kind of don't really want to pay extra and make things worse. It always makes you think twice. Yeah, double nerf I think
2: back. I think uh, should have made them a fast vehicle. I think that would have helped.
0: Fast skimmer. Mm. Yeah nah
3: bollocks but I mean like and also Wraiths they are better they're Toughness 5 which is obviously really good but a lot of things don't care about Toughness 5 like I like say you're playing Serpents don't care the Toughness 5 that much Toughness
0: 4 Toughness 5 it's all the same thing same with Missile Suits as well
3: yeah it's only good if I played like Hornets that would be quite nice but Mm. people are going along the line of comping all this World stuff now so to be honest I don't know how much of a big deal it would have made Um uh, the, uh, yeah, so, but the actual good things about the new book, there are lots of, you can make some very good uh, characters now that give, possibly not as, you because you can take more characters cause they're, because the way they've, you know, opened up all these detachments and things. So you can take more characters and, and uh don't have to be so constrained to just having to take all these special characters. You can take extra little things. So um, yeah, there's some, and there's some really good characters like um, Orica, and I think is going to be really, really big. He's going to—I think you're going to see him in lots of really good lists because um, he is insane. How good he is! How cheap he is! He's very, very good.
0: So, are you buying him mainly for the the reroll first and foremostly?
3: He's just all round really good mm. for like 120 points. He is someone who he's on foot, but. By the time he gets in combat, you probably will have gone to his beast mode, and then he's really good in combat. And um, and he has uh, a really good set of rules with the reroll ones, and he's a uh, tech as well, so he still adds plus one to reanimation protocols, mm. which is nasty. And then he's he's got an AP two weapon basic, which is nice for a Necron, Most Necrons don't have AP two. You know, you have to get a war scythe for that. Yeah, and um, and he has got. A very good weapon, and his stats. Of when he gets into his mode, he's very when good. When he gets you know. angry, yeah, was yeah, strength, I mean, strength seven with that AP
0: two. St-
3: yeah, and his initiative four as well, and weapon mm. skill five, and strength seven with four attacks basic. Good grief. And because he he only has a four up save, but he rerolls ones, and he has a four up reanimation. So he's actually quite difficult to kill, and just for such such cheap. Points. he's he's very good and his warlord trait is eternal warrior so that's not exactly a bad warlord trait if you want to make him your warlord.
2: Uh, he's the best HQ in the book now.
3: Possibly for for his for his points. It's just the way you can combo him with a two up save guy. So now you have a two up save we're all in ones uh, which I, suddenly is you know Screamer I, Star I think.
2: I quite like the uh
1: C Raz Illuminator Cesare's
2: that's the one. He he's a yeah. decent character as well. He's up there as one of the best HQs in the book.
1: Yeah. yeah. Why Which is that? I thought he was shit, isn't he, that one
2: now? No, he he's I think if I'm getting it right, his buff gives everybody plus one to the reanimation within six inch. So you can buff yeah. a lot of units.
3: Yeah, he gives every unit within six plus one, so that's definitely quite useful. Um Especially if you're taking things like destroyers, and if you're not taking them from the cult, um, if you're taking things like flayed ones and such, it's really nice.
2: Um, he's got a lance weapon as well. Yeah, strength AP
0: weapon. two lance weapon. Um, yeah. And but he's got that. He's got a strange um, version of this mechanical augmentation thing as well, which isn't hugely brilliant in certain instances. If you put him in wraiths, it's <laughs> toughness five is not helping anyway. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, he's only 110 points.
3: Yeah, and then just uh, things like you know Zandrek is really good still, very 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 useful. And um, being able to manipulate warlord traits, not just the you know normal ones, but also things like the tactical ones, as we were saying last week, is really nice. Um,
0: being able to pick is tremendously. Yeah, yeah, tremendously. Yeah, you
3: can just pick. You know, if he's on an objective, and you have a score objective one, you can pick the one where he scores D three point. Or was it? No, sorry, two points for claiming an objective. Suddenly, you could win the Maelstrom because of that. That could be huge. Um, and he's just really tough. With, and he, again, they combo well with other characters. He's very tough to kill. Um, you have got Oberon, who yeah, he's lost a wound, but he still he went down in points. His mantle's worse, but again, he's he's good for a two-up save guy for 120 points. I can't really say he's overpriced at all. He's um, still got a war scythe, Still does a lot of damage with his attacks. And all these characters are really good. So I think that if I was playing pylons now, I could make the unit really quite nasty um, in combat and very difficult to kill, which was what was the main worry when I was playing it before. Was that actually it was quite vulnerable to being shot at and killed? Um, if people really focus on it, whereas now I think that that worry's gone. But you pay a lot more points for the support. The support's not there as much, so um, it would be difficult to know how to support it now. Okay. Even
1: if, even if James, do you believe that it will be as that War book says it will be, or do you think it will be more in line with the codex? The
3: well, the- it's difficult to know. I don't. I don't really know because the. It's hard to say with four exactly what they would do.
1: Yeah. Do they
3: make it Do they make it a large blast? Is it two shots, one shot? Is it double range still? Because all these things have changed um, with the Doom Scythe. I, I, I really wouldn't know. I would suspect if I had to put money on it, um, that there won't be an FAQ ever for it. But if I had to really, <laughs> if I had to really think they were going to do something to it, it will probably end up being two-shot, possibly large blast um, with a 48-inch range. That would be what yeah. I'd suspect. But I, I don't know. It's hard to just to hard to guess really what they would do with it. Um I mean we're still waiting. Imperial Armor two came out with the space with the sicker and yeah, that was a long time ago now. And they still haven't FAQ'd that when the Space Wars and Blood Angels came out and that was Space Wars came out a long time ago now. Yeah. They still can't take they still can't take more than one relic by Raw. So that's these sort of things you're kind of mm-hmm. waiting for them to, to sort out.
1: Well they did say on um on forge of the narratives um, uh, one of their episodes that the Forge world did get back to them and just say, yeah, you can use yeah any of the new ones as the old ones so like, yeah, the route, reach the space Wars. but obviously that's not really legitimate is it you want it to be a bit of black and white yeah
0: exactly that's oh, it. that, that brings done. us back to our other point of you know just put it online officially please <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: little, yeah. circle
0: yeah because I mean they, they FAQ'd the um, the Sikara in terms of the side and rear armour as well where they had it as 13 all round and it's 12-12 uh, on the side and rear now
3: yeah they, did, yeah they did that within a week of the book coming out so it was very quick
1: um, it's, it's someone's butt hurt, isn't it? So if someone, if someone high up in GW get nailed by it, it's like hang on a second, this isn't right. You will release an FAQ now.
2: Yeah, it's like the Imperial armor thirteen, the Chaos one. Hmm. Um, a lot of the weapon profiles I actually forgot to put in the uh, book, and I actually emailed them, and they apologise and says it will be going in a, an FAQ uh, soon. Very but, soon. Yeah. Tremendously wow. Soon. But if you look, if you actually bought the book and say, for instance, you look at the Titans, you haven't got a clue what their weapons do because there's no profiles. Close Combat Titans, them. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but if you know what Forge World does and you've bought the other books, then obviously you know because you've seen the weapons before. But that was my first Forge World book, so I haven't actually got a clue. So, yeah, it's a bit bad if they're trying to get you into buying their books, that there's errors like that in there. Yeah. Cool. I would like to say, though, on the Necron codex, there's, there's been a lot of people slating it. I actually think it's quite a good codex. I quite like it. Have you changed uh, your
0: opinion on it as well, James, by the way? Because I knew you, were, um, you, you said you didn't think it would be very good.
3: I think it's, it's a good book. It's not, it's not as good as it was. The old book has... Uh, it was you know had fifth edition stuff, so it was just a bit it had those crazy little things that could just win games. It doesn't have doesn't have so many of those, but it's got some good characters and things.
2: The old the old book was definitely better. If you could pick one, the old book was more powerful. This codex is it's just a completely different way for them to play. Uh, but I do think it's quite good. There's a there's a, quite a few units in there which you would like to see improved or rules changed like the annihilation Barge now. But that's the same with most codexes apart from the Eldar one. Yeah, I'd love to see what the Eldar get
1: hit with. Can't wait. Yeah, demons. I'd love to see demons get slapped. So. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nice warp stone table. Gain plus half inch to your... Take, take a fear test! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: exactly. <I'm> 3d6. <laughs>
0: but only in challenges
3: (laughs) and on turn five or something Mm -hmm. all those yeah i I think it's still i'm waiting to see um what stuff
1: people come up with i'm sure there's some good ideas Um, i think we've pretty much come up with everything haven't we Pretty much like within <clears> the <throat> group, yeah. you know. Yeah, I like think this, there's, you know
3: the people. There's, so there's not now. there's not
1: as many cats in the bag as there used to be. As there really, there's like yeah. pretty much everything's come with everything. Mm-hmm. We had a little test out.
3: I mean, I played against some like Lichguard today, and they were pretty. I oh, was surprised. I thought Lich Lichguard rubbish. Well, I thought it was rubbish, but still pretty good. I was. They've really got a nice buff. I was. I was surprised, and probably probably quite reasonably useful now. And um, just these little. Little things make them quite good so and mm. I think people are using tomb blades so how many people have, nobody owns any tomb blades now, so it'd be interesting to see if they if people can uh, stomach buying them or, or using some sort of proxy to make them're they uh, good.
2: The well. good now at lower cost they are very good value for the point yeah.
3: even like doom sites are pretty good I, I still like they got yeah they lost that the thing but they went down fifteen points and Tesla on the flyer is still quite nice, and the death yeah. ray. You know, it depends how you're playing it, but the blast can still hit flyers. So uh, a strength ten blast that hits flyers is still, uh, you know, yeah. good to, sorry, is still quite nice. Um,
2: I was on about that the other day to uh, Gaz. I was saying the same. I think they're quite good because they've dropped in points now.
3: The formation's nice as well. The formation where you can just yeah. take two to four of them is, is quite cool because yeah. you can. They, they suddenly become really accurate. They become like BS six. Which by ironically in the ETC BS six means you can uh, your your counter is twin linked for your guns as well, because you can re roll ones. So that means you become you can you're now suddenly that crazy ruling that you can suddenly twin link all your uh, your blast weapons as well. So oh. yeah, pretty nice.
2: No. I think the problem people have got is the old codex in the mindset, like the Doom sites, how good they were in the old codex, and they're just thinking about what they've lost. But if you actually look at it, at what the actual unit does now for the cost, then it is still pretty good. So I think it's just a case of get the old codex out out the memory, get this new codex played with. And in a few months' time, I think you'll start seeing uh, some decent builds.
1: Yeah, you've, st- you've still got some tricks, isn't it? Even though like the, tri- yeah. the box of tricks is like half the size, at least you've still got some tricks.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Whereas like with Space Wolves, you don't really have any tricks. You just got like a big tape measure. You can measure yourself against it, and that's about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean... And you're down.
1: (laughs) What was (laughs) that? Was that some kind
4: of Americano? What's up, guys? I was a little late. By a little late, I mean really late. All right, I was late. I was asleep.
0: We're talking about Necrons.
4: uh, I figured. Feel feel free to chime in on what, what your thoughts are. I am actually in the process of reading the codex as we speak for some friends for Adepticon. Ah. So I give them my, my opinions and everything for their team tournament lists.
0: Can you uh, elaborate or are you still are
4: you on page two? I am on like page four. Okay. Ooh, speed reading. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I can <couldn't> read <be> fast. <laughs> they don't teach reading in America. They teach freedom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that means you can just make up whatever the fuck you want exactly yeah.
0: you've played in america james you know that's how it works
3: yeah you got it is true by the what you said about americans just not reading not knowing what anything does and just playing it's been yeah. like oh shit that yeah,
4: yeah so it's true. basically it's basically true. how it works yeah you will be surprised how many times on a tournament somebody just the game ends and somebody goes okay i win and i go no, you don't. Actually, I max point.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, I've tabled you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's put a dead pile, mate.
4: <laughs> Those <laughs> parts Sorry. I no wonder the games are quick. Yeah. Yeah, so- that's tw- tw- why tw- only last twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, and then you give someone else like an eighth turn and let them win the tournament, Jesse. Oh, sorry.
3: And there
1: again. That's never
4: going <laughs> to die, ever. It's <laughs> never going to stop. Never gonna stop. Just... I'm just going to mute my mic and cry in the corner now. <laughs> so, Jesse,
0: um, what stuff have you been seeing in the States
4: that initially the uh, Necron players have been picking up on? Um, warriors and Ghost Arcs. They're, people are in love with the Ghost Ark. Uh, destroyers with Stalker support, because they love Ballistic Skill 5, Preferred Enemy, Destroyers. And people are liking the destroyers a lot now because they can kind of get up, shoot, and then run away. Uh, Wraiths, everybody is in love with Wraiths. Um, People still like the Doom Scythe and Doomsday Arc, and they kind of hate uh, on Night Scythe right now. That's like the general consensus from what I'm hearing.
1: Sounds about right. What do you think of that,
4: James? Yeah.
3: I, I think it's fine. I think that's what I would expect. I, I like light. Like, I think something light side's good though. I think it's for 130. is pretty cool. Not a bad. time. Um, uh,
4: I like them in the fast attack. So I was talking with Rob Fortin the other day, and I really like them as a fast attack take. Uh, I don't, you know, obviously you're not you're not spamming them out like you are, because you have the you have the base tax of an additional five warriors as well as the increase in points. So oh, you can take some immortals, which are written there. True, you can take some immortals and all that. Uh, I I love the change to Gauss weapons. Always wounding on on sixes. Uh, I really like I really like where um, death marks are at as well. The fact that they get to shoot the turn they come in. I always thought it was dumb that they would come in and then I'd be like, "All right, if I survive, I get to shoot you." Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a
1: sequence, isn't it? That little shooting attack now.
4: Yeah. Some I, of
1: the
2: elite choices are actually quite good as well.
4: Yeah, I heard. That, uh, I heard that Lichgar got a nice buff. Um, they basically have storm shields now, and went down in points. Yep. Yeah.
3: That's
4: um, uh, that's kind of exciting. They still struggle from getting there, from what I, from what I'm, I'm going through. But yeah. I think they're pretty sweet. Um, I kind of want to mess around with some Tomb Blades personally, just because yeah. I think they look cool, and I can have more of them in a the squad. Um, Oh, overall, I I like. I think the Codex is extremely powerful. I mean, it's got, in in most games here in the states, it's got the recipe for winning a GT, and that is ridiculously durable troops. You either you either win a GT here in the states by having either either extremely durable uh, troops or by being something that could table your opponent like Adamantium Lance. But Adamantium Lance wins games, not tournaments. The Durable Troops wins tournaments. I think this Necron Codex can beat Lance. Uh, maybe. I haven't, really, I haven't really played Lance in a while, and I haven't really looked at it in means of killing it.
0: What makes you say that, Adam?
4: Well, I think uh, Wraith
2: obviously buffed up with some characters, and the um, destroyers, the heavy destroyers, especially in the formation with the reroll armor pen. And I think you've got a, a lot of outlets there to ignore the um the invulnerable saves on the knights and picking them up. And obviously, uh, Initiative Five race should be doing a lot of damage. Uh, explosion
4: might hurt after, but I think it can do a job on lands.
1: Probably won't do much damage, mate. I'm thirteen, yeah. aren't they?
4: You're you're looking for sixes, five by sixes. Five by
1: fives and sixes, yeah. Yeah.
4: And I mean, and then you, you still need six of them at the end of the day in order to take it down because since you're only rending, you you don't have an AP value. You're not able to get to the explode result. Yeah, but Maybe you should.
2: Too. Yeah, you should be okay because you uh, you'll have a destroy lord in there as well, preferred enemy obviously, and you'll have the destroyers' weapon. And um, yeah, I just think the the actual formation for the destroyers is going to be very good. It'd be the ghost arcs that they'd be worried about, wouldn't it? Ghost arcs.
4: Ghost arcs, tons of goss. Yeah. And, and you know, I love the fact that, like, you know, how durable reanimation protocols makes just the troops. Uh, you know, it's... Like, like I said, here in the States, it's usually, you know, the, the armies that just beat you up, they get all the hate, but the armies that actually win the GTs are the ones with super durable troops, you know. Um, back to everybody QQing about Eldar. I mean, the name of the game with Eldar is... They have, they have weak troops instead of super durable tanks and wave serpents. And people in the States here hate it because they are able to sit around. They're able to dance around. And at the end of the game, they're like, oh, look, I have all these objectives because my wave serpents are still alive. And Necrons kind of do that with Ghost Darks and Warriors. And I think I think that's going to be a recipe for uh, – and Immortals. And I think that's going to be a recipe for uh, success. The one thing I'm actually trying to find out you guys can answer for me because I haven't gotten that far yet is they take the restriction off Ghost Darks for only being able to transport warriors.
3: No, they can take no. warriors, warriors and characters and so
4: oh.
3: But there's not. I know someone was making an army theoretically with uh, six Obsec ghost arcs, 60 guys yeah. inside, and then like tw- two or three fast attack ones as well with Zandrak. And you give them all the uh, reroll ones to hit Wall of and so you have like a lot of shooting. A lot yeah, there's, of a, shooting.
4: there's a ton of shooting, and you know what? People, you know, some lists are able to do it, but, you know, most of the answer here in the States, I think that list, that list right there, I think would do very well in the GTA right now because the answer in the States to killing, to killing uh, Imperial Knights is basically Melta, and it's really coming in the form of, like, Blood Angels Drop Pod Melta uh, or something along those lines. And unfortunately... Uh, you know, once you once you come down with the Melta, if you don't kill the Ghost Arcs, which you, you know you're probably not gonna kill all of them because of Jink and stuff like that. They there's still, you know, 60 dudes and stuff like that. So the Lissa can really deal with that isn't quite where it needs to be. Yeah.
3: And I think that's it's gonna just, be
4: very powerful.
3: <clears throat> it's just things like, for example, Zandrek can just pop the relentless war- warlord traitor from in twelve and suddenly those Guys can jump out, rapid fire, and then charge you with all the, and all the ghost arch shooting as well. It's just like a lot of shots, a lot of combats. Mm-hmm. Quite, uh, it's, I think ghost Arcs are really good with. Yeah, uh, you know, I've. If you have someone with I've been, especially,
4: I've been looking, and you know, I, honestly, I felt I felt the strongest codexes out of the new codexes were, in my opinion, codex Blood Angels, and then codex Thunderwolves. And honestly, I think now it's Necrons, Blood Angels, Codex Thunderwolves, and the only Codex Thunderwolves because they're champions of Fenris. Because everybody's building those Death Stars with it, but if you could play around a Death Star, you can you can typically beat those armies. Um, and that's why I always thought it was like below Blood Angels. I thought Blood Angels was extremely powerful, and I think Necrons is the most powerful new Codex right now. You know, and it's, it's not it's nothing crazy. But I think once they're done and they kind of rein in Eldar and Tal, I think Necrons are kind of going to be that powerhouse again.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm a, I I think it's a good Codex.
1: It's up there with Codex Thunderwolf, as you've seen.
0: In a very different way, which is which is cool as well.
1: well yeah, in a way maybe. that where most <laughs> the units are good and
3: there's nothing stand out mm-hmm. apart from possibly Wraiths.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, one fast super combat unit. Just like the space
4: wolves. <laughs> the space wolves are one unit. Literally. That's
1: yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> one unit and as many. Or or
4: or as one piece unit. of war gear. Yeah, well, yeah. I, ten. I've ten. never I've never seen I've never seen an army live and die off of a piece of war gear like Thunder Wolves.
1: Yeah. What's, a what's piece that? of war
4: gear that lets you be shrank ten.
0: Oh. But that you can't take that in um the the champions of Fenris book, that's in the normal one, is it? They
1: not? they 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 automatically in America they're automatically strength ten. They got they got some good feed or something
4: over there.
0: Oh no, he was talking about the war gear thing. So no,
4: yeah, but but the, the piece of war gear is is it's the it's Oh, <laughs> <so. okay>. oh <laughs> yeah, Hence thought, the whole. I thought bullshit. you meant the
0: actual Wolfenstone.
4: No, no, no.
0: Yeah, yeah you there. don't
1: need that. You, know, no, they, it's they, just, they, you it's just use, 90... you have
0: to use in countries that actually read the rule book.
1: So <laughs> English isn't their first language, it's like
0: past it's page it. four. That's why no one ever finds out about it. Yeah,
4: <laughs> well, see, the codex is written in American over here, and it just says freedom, 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 shrink 10.
0: Uh, what have you guys got coming up anyway?
4: uh coming up is the next big thing is the depth economy and it's only i want to say like 40 days away yeah uh, uh or well actually
1: Las vegas open you're not doing that
4: he's gone he's not doing anything no 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 i'm here i'm here my, my headset occasionally cuts out it's a problem with the logitech Tech g930 okay. drives me nuts I haven't been able to fix it yet um Actually, I lied. It's LVO and then Adepticon, and LVO is in like a weekend or two. Mm. Um, and then after that, it'll be the next big thing will be Philadelphia uh, Stompergrounds GT, Team Stompergrounds GT. Uh, and then and then our circuit kind of kicks off. Our circuit gets real busy in in the summer with like Nova, and then after Nova, it's it's like six or seven regional GTS, and then calms down about December. December December to February are quiet times, and then it's LVO and Adepticon. Any more
1: news on the ETC Team Canada? Uh,
4: I don't believe anybody's really worked on it. Uh, well, that's a shame.
0: Well, we are definitely going to come back on uh, looking at the LVO next week. Um, we're definitely going to speak to a lot more Americans, hopefully, uh, over the next week, put that together for an episode for you, slightly longer one. Um, and of course, we'll be trying to pin down Jesse and Matt for that as well. <laughs>
4: for I want a... the I want the new Gulliman model, by the way, and the Stormbird. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although the Stormbird Storm Storm kind of looks derpy, but I want it just
0: cause... Yeah, the Stormbird doesn't look as cool as I thought it would do. It looks it looks like it looks like a, a Thunderhawk with a kit on it. I thought they'd do something different. I yeah. like the I want to see the rules for that new flyer though. That looks pretty cool. The, um, I haven't seen the rules for it yet. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see the rules for it. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> it looks like it's got like two twin link las cannons on it, though. So we'll see. We'll see whether it's any good or not. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's call it a day there. That's plenty enough. And uh, yeah, as I said, we'll be back next week. We're going to be covering some uh, some cool LVO bits and pieces, and uh, possibly more Harlequins. We'll see whether we get a book or not next week. Who
3: knows?